the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today. In today's message, Pastor Rander teaches us God's specific requirements for praising and thanking Him as outlined in Psalms 100. Every person of every nation is to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. God's word makes it clear that no person or nation is exempt from this requirement. We are to praise him for his goodness to us in all things. We are to serve him with gladness and come before his presence with singing. We are to love God, praise God, and bless his name at all times. He will be teaching from a number of scriptures. So get your pen and paper ready. Now let's listen in. You in pain right now. Some of you, you got a major decision right now. Some of you are sick right now, but you made it to the house of God. Coming into God's house on the Lord's day, hearing the words of God, singing Zion songs. It lifts the heart. It relieves your burdens and renews your hope. As a matter of fact, you get your mind off yourself when you come in here and you put it on God and all of a sudden the cares of the world and and your issues of life begin to wane because because of giving thanks to God and blessing his name. God requires that we be thankful and bless his name, but so many saints cannot because of ingratitude. They can't bless his name because of a spirit of entitlement. Uh, They can't bless his name because their life is so sinful, yet they're in church. You'd be surprised of people who come into the church after sleeping with somebody they're not married to. Flirting with somebody that's not, that you're not married to. I mean, you, you, you'd be surprised of people who come in here that are drunkards, come in, come in here, they're gossip and slanderers, and then they're going to hold up, not holy hands, unholy hands. You, you, you see, hooked on pornography and don't even care about it. I mean, a, a, a angry in your life, an unforgiving spirit, think you're going to worship God. Can't talk to your mother, can't talk to your father, can't talk to your sister, can't talk to your in-law, can't talk to your grandchild. Mad at something back yonder 20 years ago. It's taken away your joy. Some of you can't worship God and be glad and bless his name because of a judgmental spirit. You, you, you sit in the judgment seat, lifted up in pride. But let me tell you something. You're not all that. Some of you can't worship God because you sold to handcuffed by tradition, the way it used to be. Listen, it's not what you, what you used to do. It's what you're doing for God now. Some of you can't worship God because you're too busy too busy. Some of you want me to shut up now so you can have the benediction. You just that busy. But if you're too busy for God, you're too busy. Some of you can't worship God and bless his name because of your impatience. Some of you can't bless his name because of a small mindset. Some of you can't bless his name because you're a habitual grumbler. Say grumble. Some of you grumble, 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 grumble. Like gobble, 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 grumble, grumble, grumble. Beloved, if you are a chronic grumbler, 
who is grouchy, gripes, complains, and groans about anyone and anything, then it is impossible for you to be thankful and bless the name of the Lord. My friends, refuse to grumble because people have to suffer through your grumbling. Did you hear that? Refuse to grumble. People have to, every time you grumble, somebody say, oh, I hope she shut her mouth. God, in the name of Jesus, shut her up. Shut him. Oh, God, don't let her come this way if she going to grumble. Some folk have to, they have to suffer through your grumbling. You got to grumble out of Often people grumble against those who are not responsible for their trouble. Did you hear that? Often people grumble against those who are not responsible for their trouble. God hates grumbling because it creates discord. God hates grumbling because it creates discontentment. God hates grumbling because it creates dissension, which is so destructive and has no place in the Lord's church. Grumbling would tear up the workplace. Grumbling would tear up the church. Grumbling would tear up your own family. When believers are passionately involved in the work of the Lord, they have no time to grumble or criticize because they are so consumed with the work of the Lord. You find that most folk who grumble are not doing anything. They're not in the choir. They're not, they're not on the tape ministry. They're just a professional pew evaluator. <laughs> they sit in the judgment seat and just grumble. And some folk work and grumble. You grumble when it's Monday. You grumble when it's Friday. You grumble when you fool. You grumble when you have it and you grumble when you don't. Let me, let me just, I don't know who wrote this poem, but, but the Lord gave it to me and I just want to read this about grumbling so you can be thankful. Listen at this. They grumble when it's morning and they grumble when it's night. They grumble when it's raining and they grumble when it's bright. They grumble when it's hot and they grumble when it's cold. They grumble when they're young, but a lot more when they're old. But there's a new location called Hallelujah Street. We recommend that you move up there and be forever sweet. Leave Grumbling Alley vacant. Put on no thoroughfare. For God will never bless them if they are set on living there. Beloved, we must ask God to liberate and set us free so that we can bless and worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Hebrews 12, 1b says, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us so we can bless the name of God as worshipers after you have turned off the motor of your car. I'm talking about out in that parking lot. 
as worshipers after you turn off the motor of your car in the parking lot before you even open your car door. Pray and ask the Lord to give you a thankful heart before entering the house of God. We cannot genuinely praise God unless there is thanksgiving in our hearts. Those void of a heart of thanksgiving are vulnerable and allow themselves to be filled with the things that are not of God. Listen, you will not praise God in jealousy, in bitterness, in with a competitive spirit, with pride, with vindictiveness, with selfishness, with fear, and even with worry. You will not praise God, especially in light of what we have gone through as a nation with the hurricanes, the fires, the mass shootings, the political of evil. It's so easy to worry. Worry will take away your praise. Worry will cause you to take on the responsibility for that which God never meant for you to assume. Some of you are taking on burdens that God has not authorized you to take on. Many saints often worry about things that God is already working out. Did you get, did you get that? Many, many of you, are, you're worried about things that God is already working out. And then when he works it out, then you embarrass. You we ought to be ashamed. We ought to be embarrassed because it was an inability to trust God and believe that he will work it out on his own time. That's right. That's right. He's working it out even when we don't understand, even when it seems like time is running out. Many saints often worry about things that God is already working out. Refuse to allow worry to steal your energy. It takes energy to worry. Refuse to allow worry to steal your joy. Refuse to allow worry to steal your health. Worry will make you sick. Worry will give you migraine. Worry will give you ulcers. Worry, worry will, will just mess you up. It'll cause you to have lack of inner peace and lack of contentment in Christ. Beloved, there must be praise in the heart before there can be worship in the church. There must be praise in the heart before there can be worship in the church. As we grow and mature in our worship, we will discover new reasons to praise God when we worship God. What are the benefits of praising God? And I'm almost done. What are the benefits of praising God? A, a spirit of thanksgiving and praising God will keep us from meditating on evil things that are destructive to the mind, the soul, and the spirit. Do you know what it, you know what keep you from worshiping and praising God? Thinking on that which is evil. First Corinthians 13, 5b says, love thinks no evil. That's right. You think evil against your children. You think the worst of your children is the best of your children. The worst of your wife is the best of your wife. The worst of your husband is the best of your husband. You can't see the possibilities. You see all the things that are wrong. The, the worst in members, the worst in ministry, the worst in the workplace. And then you get to conniving and strategizing and all that stuff is of the devil. Uh, love thinks no evil. The devilish strategies. Uh, B, praising the Lord will keep your mind and lift the spirit of depression. I've never seen so many depressed Christians. It will lift depression. And I'm talking to somebody about radio, television, and even in this church house today. In Isaiah 61, 2b through 3a, it says, Isaiah prophesies that the Messiah will come. What will he do when he come? 
to comfort all who mourn. Then there are many of you who mourn death of a loved ones, death of loved ones who are hurting, who are grief stricken, to console those who mourn in Zion. He'll comfort those who mourn over their sins as well. To give them beauty for ashes. Seems like when you look and you have nothing to show for your life, God is able to restore what the locusts have eaten, my friends. This message is about hope. Uh, Praise the Lord. He will keep your mind and lift the spirit of depression. The, The scripture says the Messiah has come to give the oil of joy for mourning. And look, the garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I'm so glad that if your heart's heavy, if your heart is heavy, when you begin to hear messages like this, this is why Satan keep you from coming to church. Because he knows if you come to church, you're going to get spiritual medicine. Because Embedded in the gospel is spiritual medicine. Do you not know the gospel is therapeutic? Say therapeutic. Therapeutic. It has has healing properties in it. The word of God says, there's a passage that says, he sent forth his word and healed them. God is able to heal your heavy heart. He's able to restore the joy of your salvation as you come in here. Praising God will lift the mind and lift the spirit of depression. Uh, See, beloved, if you want to defeat the devil and your enemies, then start passionately praising the Lord. I reiterate, if you want to defeat the devil, how many want to defeat the devil? Let me see your hands. If you don't want to defeat the devil, maybe you're on his side. Uh, Listen, beloved, if you want to defeat the devil and your enemies, and you got some enemies, you try everybody like me. Stop that line. Everybody don't like you. <laughs> then start passionately praising the Lord. Let me give you one of my favorite verses. If you got a passages, if you got a Bible, please, in the name of Jesus, turn there. Second Quran, Second Chronicles, and I'll end with this. Second Chronicles, chapter twenty, verses fourteen and fifteen, and verses seventeen through twenty-four. Second Chronicles, uh, twenty, uh, verses fourteen through fifteen, and seventeen through twenty-four. Look what it says: If you want to defeat the devil and your enemies, then start passionately praising the Lord. Here's a one of the finest passages on that. Listen. Then the spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph in the midst of the assembly. Verse 15. And he said, listen, oh, you of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and you King Jehoshaphat, thus said the Lord to you. Do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude. You know, enemies coming against them. Look what he said. The underline is for the battle is not yours, but God's. Now, when I when I get right there, I want to run. Look, if I wish I could just if I had time, you think I'm crazy. But that's enough right there to make me run all the way out to the, to the foyer and make me run all the way back to the pulpit. I just wished I had. Don't you tell me to do it. I might do it Uh, for for the battle is not yours, but God. Now, some of y'all fighting battles that the Lord hadn't authorized you to fight. (laughs) 
You better, you better, first of all, learn to pick your battles. Amen. Hear God in the midst of the battles. Now skip down to verses 17 through 24. You, I love this. Now underline this. I get happy on every line. See, y'all read too fast. Trying to show your intelligence with God. Stop reading so fast. Look what it says. You will not need to fight this battle. <laughs> now that'll make me shout right there. Some of y'all in a conflict right now. Some of you got issues right now. Some of you trying to work out stuff on your own right now. But I got news for you right here. It says, you will not need to fight this battle. Say it with me. You will not need to fight this battle. Again, you will not need to fight this battle. Again, you will not need to fight this Now, you know what he Then he says, position yourselves. Oh, God. I'm t- position, you know, you know why some of y'all lose battle? You so quick to run. He said, he didn't say backtrack. He said, position yourself. You know what's wrong with the saints today? They too flighty. Uh, be a shooting down the street somewhere. They they leave the church over here. Somebody make you mad. You fly away. You get disgruntled about something. There you go. You gone again for six. You go on strike. There you go. Your ties. Bye bye. <laughs> Position yourself. Look, if uh, that means you gotta stand still. And see the salvation of the Lord. You know what salvation means? Deliverance. Yes, sir. Okay, that means deliverance. Deliverance. See the salvation. I'm going to deliver you. You don't have to fight this battle. I just want you to hold your position and watch me work. Now, that ought to make you shout right there. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. They don't know who they messing with when they mess with me. They, when you mess with my children, you mess with me. I tell you what, just you don't don't worry about fighting this battle. I'm gonna take care of that multitude. All I need you to do is stand still. <laughs> look, look, the Lord who is with you. Now that's God's presence. Now, see, some of y'all go into battle, but you don't have his presence because you've been lying, cussing, stealing on taxes, homongering, slipping and sliding secret sins. And they try to fight my battle. <laughs> Devil said, <laughs> you open game. Say, he knows when the Lord is not with you. Who is with you? That's because you're living right. You're talking right. You're holy. Oh, Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow. Now, some of you don't like tomorrow because things going to happen. The things come due. Trouble comes. The surgery come tomorrow. Uh, hardships come tomorrow. Uh, that person, that child come back home tomorrow with three and four children tomorrow. <laughs> you see, tomorrow. Go out against them. Yeah. Look, at, here's, a, here's a double assurance. For the Lord is with you. you. You see, you know why you fall to pieces, you get scared, you tuck your tail and run, you forget that the Lord is with you. 
Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will feel no evil for thou art with me. Fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. For the Lord is with you. Verse 18. And Jehoshaphat bowed. Here's what you do. Bowed his head as worship with his face to the ground. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord. Look, the king bowed, the people bowed, and they all worshiping God. What would it be like if all San Antonio, the mayor got up and said, it's time to bow down before the king of glory. I, w- I want the council to bow. I, w- I want the first responders, the police. And we're we going to have a day of bowing and paying homage to the most high Jehovah God. We, we are in trouble as a city. We're in trouble as a nation. So we all going to bow on our faces before the king and we're going to worship him. Verse 19, then the Levites, that's that priestly tribe, of the children of the Korathites and the children of the Korahites stood up to praise the Lord with Israel with voices loud and high. Now underline that loud and high. Y'all get so quiet when you come. You can get, I wonder how you can get so loud at the television, at the game, and you come in here. I mean, oh, listen, when you, if God's been good to you, you ought to say amazing grace. Can anybody, I want you to say amazing grace like you really mean. Let's say it. Amazing grace. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Let's say it again. Amazing grace. Oh, how sweet the sound. How sweet the sound. That saved a wretch like me. When you listen, when you got to talk, when you get to meaning that and your mind ain't all messed up, you're not all full of pride. God will move on your behalf. Look, voice is loud and high. Y'all, it's too loud in here. I can't hear. I need my earplugs. Verse 20. So they rose early in the morning and they went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, hear me. Listen, when you're in trouble, you learn, you learn how to hear real fast. Hear me, old Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Look, believe in the Lord your God. That's faith, y'all. You got to believe in it. Even when the multitudes are against you, when you're fighting battles, that you, that you don't know how God's going to work out. You got to believe in the Lord and you shall be established. Believe his prophets. Why believe his prophets? The, the prophet uh, represented God as he dispensed the word of God and you shall prosper. The word will prosper you. Verse 21. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord. Now, see, some of y'all would have struck out right there. I ain't singing. Oh, but he, he said, look, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord. Uh, uh, they, got, they, got, they got their praise group on. Uh, and who should praise the beauty of the holiness. The holiness of God was magnified. As they went out of the, uh, look, out before the army. That was a vast multitude and were saying, look what they were saying. Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. That's what they kept saying. They didn't have a one line. It wasn't 15 stanzas. They said, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. I want you to say that as loud as, loud as you can. Praise, praise the Lord for his mercy, mercy endures forever. Stand up 
you got to stand up and say it like you mean it. Because listen, we need to shout the devil out of here and shout the devil. Some of y'all, the devil got some strongholds in your life, strongholds on your children, strongholds on that job, strongholds in, strongholds in that health, strongholds, some issues that need to be resolved. But you know, we need to, we, we need to say, praise the Lord for his mercy and do Take it up a notch. A one line, and look, look what happened. When they began to say that, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, against the people of Moab, against the people of Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. For the people of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of of Mount Seir, he put them in confusion to utterly kill and destroy them. And when they had look, and when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, they helped to destroy one another. See, he turned the enemy on the enemy. They started fighting each other and didn't even know why they were fighting. Like some of y'all do. Y'all been fighting for years. You said, "What you fighting about?" I don't know. <laughs> uh, they helped to destroy one another. So when Judah came to a place overlooking the wilderness, they looked toward the multitude and there were there dead bodies fallen on the earth. No one had escaped. In conclusion, my friend, if we praise the Lord as we have witnessed in this passage, I believe without a doubt we will see more miraculous deliverances in our own lives. If we praise the Lord like this, we'll see more breakthroughs. We'll see more miracles, signs, and wonders. Israel was victorious over her enemy because she trusted the Lord her God, knew that God was with her. She held her position. She didn't run and tuck her tail. She held her position and praised and worshiped her God. And all God's children said, amen. Blessed be the name As we choose to live holy each day of our lives, Satan will seek to destroy us and our testimony. That's his goal. We have a goal, too, to lean on the everlasting arms of Jesus and finish well. As we live for our Lord and Savior, though we are weak, we become strong. Why? Because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.